Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing hot takes and analysis across the sport and landscape. Straight talk, no chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, season number two, episode number six. Man, this episode, man, we got another, another banger on the slate. First, I'm going to get into that whole situation with Daniel Snyder, man, and the Washington Commanders, man. Daniel Snyder pretty much saying, hey, you're going to make me sell my team. You're going to try to force me out. I'm going to show you where the skeletons are across the National Football League when it comes to the owners as well as Roger Goodell. Definitely we'll see how that situation unfolds, but I'm going to get into that. Also, too, I'm going to take a look at NFL week number six for a preview of all the games across the slate in week number six. Now I'm looking forward to that Bills and Chiefs game coming up, man. Whoa, that's going to be another one. Another one, man, like uh, like DJ Khaled. Um, also, too, in this episode, I got into the situation in Carolina with Matt Rule being fired from the Carolina Panthers as he put his head on the guillotine. Baker Mayfield not working out in Carolina, got into that. Also, too, I got into the Dallas Cowboys, man, the team that I said on this podcast. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs and they was left for dead. I don't know what dust that Jerry Jones, the owner, is sprinkled on this football team, man, but his defense is playing some of the best defense across the National Football League as they're currently 4-1. We'll not only get into that situation, but we're going to get into the NFC East as a whole. And, man, it's cracking in the NFC East currently right now. So we'll see how that goes, man. So got another banging episode, man. Another banging episode on the slate. Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for their love, feedback, and support. Thanks for listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast. National Football League news. Those that follow the NFL, man, like we all do, have been following the situation with the reports coming out of Washington. A report by the Washington Post says that the current Washington Commanders owner, Daniel Snyder, is basically willing to snitch out the rest of the owners in the National Football League if they make any veiled attempt of attempting to get him to try to sell his team. And I was looking at this situation and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I do believe that Daniel Snyder has done some bad things as the owner of the Washington Commanders. You know, we had, you know, a thing come out last season with Daniel Snyder as far as his workplace ineptitude, workplace environment that's around the Washington Commanders. And it was a pretty scathing report. But once again, he pretty much got a slap on the wrist by the National Football League. They told him to step away from his team as his wife is currently running day-to-day operations for the Washington Commanders. And this sounds eerily similar to the situation with Robert Sarver that we covered on this podcast, man. The owner of the Phoenix Suns had a very similar ordeal, but he chose to take the high road and sell his team. The Phoenix Suns as well as the Phoenix Mercury. 
But it appears that Daniel Snyder has no interest in selling his team. And it also appears that he's interested in taking everybody down with him that attempts to try to breach him away from his ball club. Now, for me, I don't feel like an owner should just sell his team because other owners don't like him. And I don't feel like an owner should sell his team because he's just not like a good guy, a good person, or what people like. Because the NFL is a cutthroat business. Daniel Snyder is a well-accomplished businessman. But with all the stuff surrounding Daniel Snyder, also too, with the name change to the Commanders, and that was a whole big ordeal, and he did not want to change the name of his football team, but eventually he did. I thought it was the right thing to do. You know, I grew up with the history of this franchise. You know, me being a Bear fan. I mean, we've had some some wars in the past with the Washington Commanders or at that time the Redskins. And, you know, I'm just using that term as a footnote. But Daniel Snyder, you're a billionaire, but you're going up against, what, 31 other billionaires? I'm just going to take an educated guess and say that you're going to lose that battle. And I feel like your reputation has been squandered to the point to where if you show us the skeletons in the closet with the other owners. And I've covered this a little bit on this podcast. I do think there's skeletons there with other NFL owners. There's some skeletons there. You know, we've seen the situation with John Gruden and him suing the National Football League as far as his emails coming out. Do I feel like other ownership groups or other owners and organizations have had similar instances of that? Yes, I do. But that don't escape the fact that Daniel Snyder has been a terrible NFL owner. He's been terrible. Straight up terrible. Wish I could use the Charles Barkley voice. Terrible. This guy's been terrible. And... To me, once he shot fired as far as trying to take everybody else down across the National Football League, allegedly, what he said, you're going to lose that battle. And I think for public consumption, I think that most educated people know that other owners have skeletons in their closet. They just know how to play the game better than you, Daniel Snyder. Also, too, we got a team that's playing at FedEx Field as one of the most dilapidated facilities across the National Football League. So there's been pressure for him to build a stadium to no avail. So this situation is going to get juicy. We on five sports podcasts. We definitely had to had to chime in on this situation. But man, to me, the losers in all of this is the fan base of the Washington Commanders and the people around the D.C. area that love that football team and love that football team for generations. And so these are the people who take the L in this situation. But we'll definitely see how it unfolds. We on Five Sports Podcast. Definitely going to hit you back. We get any updates in this situation. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. We on Five Sports Podcast.
the NFC least. At the beginning of the season, I took across a, I took a look across the National Football League, and I put it out there. I thought the NFC East, or the least as I called it, was the weakest division in the National Football League. Boy, am I eating crow right now. The NFC East is cracking right now. I mean, you got the Philadelphia Eagles, the top of the division, currently at 5-0. Jalen Hurts was a guy that I was very questionable about at the beginning of this season. As I expressed before on this podcast, man, I thought that Jalen Hurts was the key to the Philadelphia Eagles trying to make some moves in the NFC East and be a playoff, uh, playoff contender. And he's come to play some good football this season. To me, he's definitely an MVP candidate so far this season. Once again, as the Eagles are 5-0, and and they've surprised me. But another team that I went out there and I said, man, I don't think this team is going to make the playoffs. I don't see all the, all the admiration around this team. It's a very highlighted team, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott went out with a hand injury a few weeks back. And most people outside of the Dallas Cowboys fans thought that this season was over, that they weren't going to make the playoffs. And during that time, the Dallas Cowboys have easily the best defense of the National Football League over the past three to four weeks. I mean, they're just winning on that side of the football. They've allowed Cooper Rush to play safe football. They've ran the ball with a combination of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And they've won some ball games. They're currently 4-1. And And then you have the biggest surprise to me in the division currently. A team that I thought, if you'd have told me that this team would be 4-1 through the first five weeks of the season, yeah, you'd have got a big bag of money out of me. And that's the New York football Giants. First, I want to tip my hat. DeBron Dayball, I think he's done a great job in New York so far. Coming over, he was in uh, Buffalo last season, his coordinator over there. And he went downstate and got the job for the New York Giants. You know, this is a franchise, you know, with Dave Gettleman when he was a GM that I was very, very critical of. I thought they was devoid of talent and key positions and key areas of their team. And Dayball got him playing like a unit. I mean, they just play, you know, it may not be the most exciting football, but they've grinded out some games, and they're currently 4-1 as well. So, the NFC least is looking like the NFC elite currently. Now, we'll see how this all unfolds for the rest of the season. You know, we only about a third through the NFL season. So, we'll see how it unfolds, but yeah, man, I've been surprised by these teams, and a couple of these teams could be in We On Five Sports Podcast, NFL, Big Five, Power Five, Power Rankings. We'll see a little bit later on in the show. But, man, man, this, this division has definitely impressed me. Also, another note is we've had the first firing of the National Football League season with Matt Rule being fired in Carolina as the Carolina Panthers. Man. 
It was a team that a lot of people didn't have a lot of high expectations on coming into the season. I knew I really didn't. You know, they get, got Christian McCaffrey back. You brought in Baker Mayfield. Mm, wait and see. After the first five weeks, they're one and four. And Matt Rule has lost his job. You know, we all know he's going to bounce back those who followed him a little bit in the college ranks. You know, he's going to be up for one of these decent uh, college football jobs. So he's going to be able to bounce back. Also, too, Carolina had to buy him out. David Tepper had to break him off the owner, a big bag of money on the way out of the door. And so we'll see with this organization. You know, they're definitely in the football craze area. You know, they've had some success in the past. You know, I do think that they got some, some good pieces on their team. But they got to get the quarterback right. You know, they transitioned from Teddy Bridgewater. You know, that didn't, you know, it was basically a rental up in Carolina a couple seasons ago. You brought in Sam Donald from the New York Jets. That flamed out. He's still on the roster, though. And he might be the starter, which wouldn't surprise me in the next couple of weeks. So this organization is definitely trading water. They hired Steve Wilkes as the interim head coach, former coach of the Arizona Cardinals. So he's had a good career running up through the ranks. Everybody pretty much remembers the time when he was fired in Arizona for Cliff Kingsbury after one season. So we'll see what Steve does for the rest of the season with this team, man. But Carolina definitely appears as back in rebuild mode. So we'll see how that situation unfolds. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to We On Fire Sports Podcast. Yeah, let's dive right in, man, to the NFL week number six. As the first game of week number six was my Chicago Bears in the Thursday night game against the Washington Commanders as the Commanders was able to win 12-7. to Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, my Chicago Bears, man. Just so close. Just so, so, so close, man. We had several opportunities to win this football game, man. I'm just straight disgusted right now. I know we're an organization rebuilding right now. So, you know, I'm not trying to put the horse in front of the cart. You know, I know where we are as an organization currently. We got a new head coach, new GM. We got the youngest team in the National Football League. And this comes with it, man. These are the breaks. So, for us, man, dropping the two and four. We've lost two games over the last basically four games, four, four days. The Bears, man, we just got to pick up the pieces and move forward, man, as the Commanders move to 2-4 and four and the Bears drop to 2-4. Uh, and four. Also, we got the Sunday slate of games, man. We got the San Francisco 49ers. You know, the Niners, they're taking on the Atlanta Falcons. This used to be actually an old divisional robbery game, but now the uh, Niners is NFC West and the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South. But the Niners come in 3-2 on the season. The Falcons 2-3 on the season. And this should be an interesting game. The game's going to be played in Atlanta, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. I think the 49ers come down to Atlanta, man, and handle their business in an ugly game, but an efficient game enough for them to handle business. I think Jimmy Garoppolo makes enough plays in this game to allow the San Francisco 49ers to move on in the victory column. 
Also, we got the game coming up also with the New England Pats taking on the Cleveland Browns. As this game's going to be played in Cleveland, the Pats, they got Mac Jones out, high ankle sprain. Um, so they got a rookie starting for them. The Cleveland Browns, man, they've just been a team that's been up and down all season as Jacoby Brissett takes on Bill Belichick. You know, he was a former New England Patriot. In this one, I got the Cleveland Browns handling their business against the New England Pats. I do think that the Pats are going to be, uh, you know, be geared up for this game with Belichick, man, and his strategy and his preparation. But I think the Cleveland Browns pull this one off. Also, we got the game coming up as well on Sunday with the New York Jets taking on the Green Bay Packers as this game will be played at Lambeau Field. Green Bay currently 3-2 on the season. Also, the Jets are 3-2 on the season. The Jets, surprisingly, man, is currently 2-0 on the road. Can you believe that so far this season? The Pack, they just been up and down all season long. I'm not really convinced with this team. They're one of those tricky teams, man, and it's not me just being a Bears fan hating on the Green Bay Packers. I'm just not impressed with what I've seen so far. But I think the Jets, they're going to be keyed up in this one. But I do think the Green Bay Packers handle their business in Lambeau in that particular game. Also, we got an AFC South rivalry game, man. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Indianapolis Colts as this game is going to be played in Indianapolis. Man, both teams been up and down, up and down. Both teams have been an enigma. The Colts, they've had Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Colts, out. He's been out for a minute. Uh, well, the last couple of weeks, I think he's going to be a game-time decision in this one. To me, this is a straight pick-up game, and I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, to, to pull off the victory, man, on the road against the Indianapolis Colts in that one. Also, we got the Minnesota Vikings, 4-1, taking on the Miami Dolphins. This game will be played down in Miami. Vikings currently number one in the NFC North at 4-1. The Dolphins, they've had a tumultuous last couple of weeks. We've had the injury to Tua, you know, with a concussion. Teddy Bridgewater went out to the concussion. Man, they're just in a, in, a, in, a, in a precarious situation. But I do think they got the ability to maybe beat the Vikings. But I got the Vikings, man, pulling this one out on the road. Also, we got coming up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going down to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Both of these teams are two and three. As we all know, Cincinnati Bengals made the Super Bowl last season. They've been up and down so far this season. Joe Burrow's been running for his life still this season. Jamar Chase, you know, hasn't been the full Jamar Chase yet so far this season. They've had a few little little nagging injuries on the offensive side of the ball. I do think they need to put the football more in Joe Mixon's hands, man, see if he can, can get it uh, back into gear because they haven't been running the ball too well so far this season. I have. The Cincinnati Bengals pulling this one off. Jameis Winston, I believe, may start in this game. You know, he's been out the last couple weeks with the back injury. But I do think the Cincinnati Bengals go down to New Orleans and pull that one out. Man, I got a lot of road predictions so far this week. We got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New York Giants. The New York Giants surprising everybody currently at 4-1. Taking on the Ravens. This game is going to be played up in East Rutherford at MetLife Stadium. And once again, I'm picking the road, dog. I got the Baltimore Ravens handling their business against the New York Giants. The Ravens last week, I had them at number five in my big five. I think this team could easily be 5-0. and oh. They've had two, man, just two ridiculous type of losses in their own building and two comebacks. 
so far this season, but they 2-0 on the road. I think Baltimore goes 3-0 on the road, man. I think Harbaugh's going to have them prepared for that game. I think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson pulled that one out. Then we got the Tampa Bay Bucks traveling to Pittsburgh to take the on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are currently 1-4. They're 0-2 at home. You know, they just made the switch up at the quarterback from Mitchell Trubisky to Kenny Pickett. You know, the young rookie, Kenny Pickett, from the University of uh, Pittsburgh. Not sure about this one, though, man. Their defense has been lousy. The offense has been just non-existent so far this season. Najee Harris ain't really got going so far. The stud running back they have for them. Tom Brady, man. It's all about Tom Brady. I think that they do handle their business. They, too, and also far on the season on the road as well. Man, I got another road dog. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks is going to pull this one out against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, we got the... Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers traveling out to SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams, who are two and three. To me, the Rams has been a disappointment this season. They don't look like a Super Bowl team at all. Matt Stafford is, you know, reverted, you know, and taking a step back. Now, mind you, he had a hand injury or a shoulder injury coming into the season where they kind of limited his throws. As I mentioned before, if he ain't going to Cooper Cup, he ain't going to nobody else. You know what I mean? So you know, maybe Tyler Higby. But that's basically it. This offense is in a rut. The defense is, is, is all right, even though they haven't been playing to the level, level that they're capable of playing of. But I think this offense is non-existent. But I do think they handle their business against the Carolina Panthers, who just fired Matt Rule. So I think that the Rams are able to handle their business at home in this one. Also, we got the Arizona Cardinals. They traveling up to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. The Cardinals 2-3 and three on the season. The Seahawks 2-3 and three on the season. Man, we've had the renaissance of Mr. Geno Smith. Just people just threw this man in a trash can. Thought his career pretty much was over. You know, they got rid of the legendary Russell Wilson out in Seattle. Made the trade with the Denver Broncos. Everybody thinking, man, Seattle was rebuilding. And Pete Carroll had this team fighting, man. They fighting. They are fighting. I think that the Seattle Seahawks win this game at home, man, and go to 3-3 three and three on the season. I just like their fighting spirit that they have. To me, Arizona really can't be trusted right now because they're just up and down. They're just an up and down team right now. Man, in this one, woo, this next game coming up is the game, to me, of the week. This is a game that I'm still thinking about the last time I saw these two teams play. It was one of the greatest playoff games in the AFC division round I've ever seen. And I've been following the National Football League for 35 years. I've never seen a game like the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs last year in the divisional round. Woo, back at it again. We got, to me, the best two quarterbacks in the National Football League, Patrick Mahomes. Woo, man. And it's just, to me, him and Josh Allen, they're just very, very special, man. I could talk about them all day long. This is what it's about. I think the Bills, they've been gearing up for this game, man, in the preseason training camp, OTAs. This is the moment right here for the Bills. You know, this is the moment. This is a game, man, that I definitely will be checking out on Sunday. This is an interesting one to call, man. But I'm going to put it out here like this. Since I'm on the road, dog wins on the road theme, I got the Bills, man, in a shootout. You know, reminds us probably of that divisional playoff game that we saw last season. I have the Bills by a field goal, man, going up in the arrowhead and taking off the Chiefs, man, and that one. But 
can't wait to watch that one. But and we got the Sunday night game on NBC. We got the NFC East showdown with the Dallas Cowboys coming in at four and one. We got the Eagles, the only undefeated team left for the National Football League at five and zero. Oh. This game is played at the Link, which is up in Philadelphia. And man, Cowboys currently on the season they two and zero oh on the road, man, two and zero oh on the road. But I think that the Philadelphia Eagles pull this one off and a nail biter. I think two, both of these team defenses is, to me, top five defenses across the National Football League. This is going to be a grudge match. Woo, man. The pretenders versus, you know, this is, this is just it for the NFC East, man. So, in this one, I think the Philadelphia Eagles, once again, I think they handle their business in this game. I think it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to come down to the end. I think it's going to be potentially a field goal game. And finally, the final game of the week, we got Monday Night Football. We got the Denver Broncos traveling to SoFi Stadium, which is also to home of the Los Angeles Chargers to take on the Chargers. Broncos 2-3 and three on the season. Chargers 3-2 and two on the season. Man, everybody was geeked up at the beginning of the season because they brought in Russell Wilson. And Russ has not been cooking. Russ has been microwaving. Russ has been just, I don't know what Russ has been doing. But it ain't been clicking so far. You know, they their offense is just stagnant. You know, I've watched this team a little bit so far this season. A couple of the games, man, they looking real stagnant on offense. But they got some talent on the offensive end. They obviously had the injury to Javante Williams, who was the running back, starting running back for the Broncos. You know, he out for the season with knee injury. So in this one, got Justin Herbert and company, man. You know, he took a shot to the ribs early this season, but he's been able to bounce back. Austin Eckler, man, has jumped off the roof last week. What an outstanding week he had. I think he had like a buck 50, man. A couple touchdowns last week. So he's back into the fold. Also, too, I think Kenan Allen is, is coming off the men. So, you know, he's been out the last couple weeks. I think he's coming back. So with all that being said, I got the Chargers taking care of business against the Denver Broncos, man. I think the Chargers can pull this one out at home and go to 4-2 on the season. So once again, once again, that's week number six across the National Football League. I want to thank everybody for listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Sports Podcast coming to you with our NFL Big Five, Power Five. These are my top five teams across the National Football League going up into week number six. Man, we're going to get right into it. At number five, I got the Dallas Cowboys coming in at number five. This was a team got me eating crow. I thought this was a team that was dead in the water once Dak Prescott went out with the hand injury. I thought they was out of there. But the defenses, man, they looking like the doomsday defense back in the day with Tom Landry as this team in over the last three to four weeks was playing outstanding on the defensive side of the football, shutting down the run, making timely plays. I think currently as we speak right now, this is the best defense in the National Football League through five games. You know, they've taken the pressure off of Cooper Rush, allowed him to be able to play some safe football, not turn the football over. You know, dwell on the running game a little bit, give you a couple big plays out of C.D. Lamb. So the Dallas Cowboys, man, I got them coming in at number five in the Power Five Big 
Power 5 rankings through the first five weeks of the season. Number four I got coming in. And this is a team that, to me, will surprise some teams. And this is a team that, as long as they don't play on primetime, you know, a primetime game, they straight. And that's the Minnesota Vikings, man. Currently 4-1 atop the NFC North. You know, this is a team that's been flying under the radar a little bit. Kirk Cousins, you know, he could be 50-50 at times. But this team, man, is moving in the right direction. You know, I think that the NFC North is one of the weaker divisions across the National Football League. So, you know, Minnesota's been capitalized, especially with Green Bay not playing well the last couple of weeks. Minnesota's capitalized, and I've got them up, man, in my number four spot, man. In my number three spot, I got a team that, had a lot of question marks coming into the season, especially on the offensive side of the football, losing Tariq Hill. But they've been able to pick up the pieces. You know, they've been able to kind of mend and, you know, have different guys come in on the offensive end and make some plays. Patrick Mahomes has done a great job of spreading the football around. The defense has been playing above average. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs currently at 4-1, atop of the AFC West. You know how I feel about the AFC West. I think it's one of the most competitive divisions across the National Football League. Kansas City, man, the king of the division, still on top of the division currently. Patrick Mahomes is one of my MVP candidates, man, so far this season. So, man, they're just keeping the train rolling, man. I like what uh, Andy uh, Reid and company is doing out there, man. they just you know, trying to fly under the radar a little bit, still making some power moves. So I see y'all out there, man. So, man, at number two, this is a team that I had to wait and see. You know, they went 2-0. I'm like, all right, let me see them play somebody for real. They went 3-0. and eh, Still not convinced. Right now, man, they 5-0. and They got one of the MVP candidates of the season, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles currently at 5-0. and Jalen Hurts has been playing MVP football. You know, they've been running the football, a little bit committed to doing that on, the end, on that end. They brought in A.J. Brown. That was a good move for them. He's making some plays. Devontae Smith has heated up a little bit. Dallas Goddard is doing what he do at the tight end position. The defense is stout. To me, one of the top five defenses across the National Football League. So, I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing from Philadelphia. You know, they got the big matchup with the Dallas Cowboys coming up this weekend. Going to get into a little bit of that later on. But, yeah, man, I got the Philadelphia Eagles, man, coming in at number two. And my number one team in the power rankings, man, this is a team that I predicted to not only win the AFC, but also to win the first Super Bowl, man, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, to me, is the consensus MVP frontrunner if I had to give out the award today. The Buffalo Bills, man, the, the wagons is moving, man. They're 4-1, top of the AFC East currently, and they're just handling their business methodically, man, week after week after week. You know, they had the tough situation down in Miami, but I just thought that was a situation where they had to travel all the way down in Miami, man. It was hot down there. That was one of the best football games I've seen this season. But I think the Buffalo Bills, man, I think they, I ain't going to say they peaking, but they just simply handling their business. And, you know, they trying to get home for the advantage anyway through the AFC. That's they pretty much their goal, so they won't have to go on the road. They got a big-time showdown, man, this week with the Kansas City Chiefs. Out in Arrowhead, I cannot wait for that one. That is one of the most anticipated games I'm going to be checking out this weekend. So, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening, man. We got the NFL Power 5, man, through the first five weeks of the season going into week number six. 
Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening to We on Fire Sports Podcast season number two. In this episode, we got into the whole Daniel Snyder debacle with the Washington Commanders. Basically put it out there saying, man, you going to force me to sell my team? I'm going to show you where the bodies are buried on the other NFL owners and also to Roger Goodell. Man, it's going to be a treat to see if he does uh, show the bodies, man, where the bodies buried at. But I think that it's inevitable that the National Football League now is trying to put pressure on this man and try to sell his team based on the ineptitude of the Washington Commanders over the last 20 years since he's owned the team. Also, too, they got some issues with the with FedEx Field where they play at. I think it's time for a new stadium. Also, too, for the fans out there in, in Washington and the surrounding areas, man, they simply deserve better than this. They simply deserve better than this. Also, too, in this episode, I got into the NFL Big Five, Power Five, broke that down, and I still got the Buffalo Bills sitting at the top of the power rankings. We got the Philadelphia Eagles undefeated. They creeping on the come up. I got them at number two, KC at number three. You know, it's just getting real interesting across the National Football League through the first, you know, five weeks so far this season. So we'll see how the rest of it unfolds. So been a, been a real interesting ride, man. Real interesting ride so far uh, through the National Football League season. So definitely, uh, definitely going to keep my eye on what's going on moving forward. Also, too, in this episode, I talked about the Carolina Panthers, Coach Matt Rule being fired. Looks like the Carolina Panthers is definitely in rebuild mode. They got some young talent over there, man, but they got to get the quarterback situation right. Baker Mayfield is definitely not the business for them. Uh, I think that he's treading on not being in the National Football League if he keep playing at the level that he playing at, man. So we'll see how that situation unfolds moving forward. And also, too, a team that, you know, I had to eat crow on, not only their division, but this particular team, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys have been playing outstanding football so far since Dak Prescott has been out. Their defense has been coming to get it over the last three weeks. So I've been ate, ate a little crow on that, man. So we'll see. You know, I'm not going to go as far as Stephen A. saying that accident waiting to happen, but that's been their M.O., man. So we'll see. So, Thank everybody for listening. We also, too, got the MLB playoffs ongoing. So I'm going to get into that on the next episode as we're probably going to get moving a step a little closer in the divisional uh, divisional series and the championship series across the National League and American League. Also, too, on the MLB, MLB tip, we had the death of legendary, legendary closers, man. I remember when I first started watching baseball, man, this guy was the best closer in, in baseball, man, and that's Bruce Suter. Unfortunately, passed away. Came up with my Chicago Cubs, man. This guy's a, a Cy Young Award winner. He won a World Series with the um, with the St. Louis Cardinals. Definitely, I think he had, if I can remember correctly, man, he had to strike out, big strikeout against the Milwaukee Brewers, one of the first World Series I ever, you know, watched and kind of knew what was going on, so Man, I want to appreciate everybody for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We on Fire Sports Podcast.